reaching Israel and the world. Baruch Hashem, beloved, and bless the name of the Lord. Welcome today to Discovering the Jewish Jesus. Cynthia Marjorie, I'm excited today about this series, Prophecy, Dreams, and Visions. You and I have been together now, married for 36 years, and you know, as my wife, from the time that you've known me, God has spoken to me through my dreams at night, and you've even seen some of the remarkable decisions that we've made as a couple together, yeah. because the Lord spoke to us in a dream, and we've seen the fruit of them. Yes, yes, praise God. And you know, Rabbi, what I love is in today's program, you cover all of the scriptures that show us that this is real, mm -hmm. this is true, and it's for today. Amen. And truly then, as we've walked it out, we've seen time and time and time again where the Lord speaks and He truly guides our steps to keep us right on track Amen. with His will for our lives. Amen. You know, when the Spirit of the Lord fell in Acts chapter 2, Peter stood up and he said, what you're seeing was prophesied by the prophet Joel. Yeah. Then he quoted Joel chapter 2, where it says, In the last days, saith the Lord, I'll pour forth my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and daughters yeah. shall prophesy. Yeah. Your old men will dream dreams, and your young men will see visions. Yeah. And what Peter is actually speaking about here is that God still speaks to people today, and even more so now that the Holy Spirit's been given. Stay tuned for an important episode. Baruch Hashem, which is Hebrew for bless the name of the Lord. The word of the Lord is living and active and sharper than a two-edged sword. And I'm excited today to begin a brand new series that I'm calling Prophecy, Dreams, and Visions. I have found over the 40 plus years that I've been walking with the Lord that the people that seem to be most excited about Yeshua, about Jesus, in their walk with God are people that are experiencing God's activity, His presence, His supernatural in their lives even now. You know, David said, if he didn't believe that he could experience the goodness of the Lord, listen, in the land of the living, meaning in his present life, he would have fainted. Some people think that all we can do in this life is you know, study the Bible and go to church and we just have to wait to die and go to heaven to really experience God. But nothing could be further from the truth. God is here and he's now and he communicates with his people. And one of the primary ways, beloved, that he communicates with us that know him are through our dreams at night. I want to take you now to the Hebrew prophet Joel, and we're going to look now at Joel chapter 2. I'm going to be reading there, beginning in verse number 27. I want you to listen carefully because Peter is going to quote this same passage of Scripture in Acts chapter 2 when he talks about what took place when the Spirit of God fell at Pentecost, or we say in Hebrew, Shavuot. Hear the word of God. The grass withers and the flowers fade but the word of the Lord abides forever. Beginning once again, Joel 2, verse 27. Thus you will know that I am in the midst of Israel, and that I am the Lord your God, and there is no other, and my people will never be put to shame. It will come about after this that I will pour forth my spirit on all mankind, and your sons and your daughters will prophesy, 
your old men will dream dreams, and your young men will see visions. Even on the male and female servant, I will pour out my spirit in those days. So the Lord is prophesying here through Joel about what he's going to do in a last day's movement by his spirit. Now let's keep that in mind as we turn to the New Testament, and we're going here to the book of Acts chapter number 2, the Brichadashah, the New Testament, Acts chapter 2. I'm going to begin reading in verse 1. When the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place. Now I want to pause because when we think of Pentecost, we think of the giving of God's Spirit that took place 2,000 years ago as the believers were gathered together there in Jerusalem. But understand that these first believers, when they were gathered, they didn't first think about the giving of the Spirit. They were thinking about what happened at Mount Sinai 1,500 years earlier on this exact day. In Judaism, in Hebrew, we refer to it as Shavuot. The New Testament was written in Greek, and so the Greek word for Shavuot, the equivalent of it, is Pentecost. Shavuot meant weeks because in the Torah there was a special day that took place seven weeks and a day after Passover. We're simply saying in the Greek, Pentecost, which means 50. In other words, seven weeks plus a day equal 50. Well, Pentecost equals 50. I'm trying to make the point that oftentimes Christians think that Pentecost is a New Testament holiday when in fact Pentecost was rooted in the Torah. So these believers were gathered together in Jerusalem as they had been doing now for 1,500 years, ever since this law, this holiday was given to them. And they were thinking, as they were in Jerusalem in Acts chapter 2, they were thinking how 1,500 years earlier, the Lord had revealed Himself in glory on top of Mount Sinai, and then He wrote His law on the tablets of stone. So while they're gathered, thinking about this memory that happened 1,500 years earlier, suddenly the same God that appeared at Mount Sinai, writing His law on the tablets of stone, He manifests Himself again in glory, but this time He does it in tongues of fire, and He writes His law in their hearts. Now the reason, I'm going to continue to read here in a moment from Acts 2, and the reason we're going over Acts chapter 2, because in Acts 2, after the Spirit had fallen, in the way that I just described, people didn't know what was going on. They had never seen anything like this before. The power of God's glory was so strong that people, it almost seemed like they were drunk the way they were moving around. They weren't standing up straight. They were so overwhelmed by what happened. Even as the priest couldn't stand when the glory of God filled the first temple because of the weight of it. So the same type of phenomenon was happening here. People were like walking around like this because of the weight. And some began to laugh at them and mock them and say, look, these guys look like they're drunk. And then Peter stood up and he said, these men are not drunk. What you're seeing, Peter explained, is what Joel prophesied in Joel chapter 2. And then Peter quoted the scripture that I just got done reading for you from Joel chapter 2. So with that introduction, let's continue to read now Acts chapter 2. I'm going to begin again in verse number 1. When the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place. And suddenly there came a noise like a violent rushing wind, 
and filled the whole house where they were sitting. And there appeared to them tongues as a fire, distributing themselves, and they rested on each one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, the Ruach HaKodesh, as we say in Hebrew, the Ruach, the breath, the holy breath of life. They were all filled with the Ruach HaKodesh and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit was giving them utterance. Now there were Jews living in Jerusalem, devout men from every nation under heaven. And when the sound occurred, the crowd came together and were bewildered. Each one of them was hearing them speak in his own language. And they were amazed and astonished, saying, Why are not all these who are speaking Galileans? How is it that we each hear them in our own language to which we were born? And then the text continues in verse 12. They all continued in amazement and great perplexity, saying to one another, What does this mean? Listen now. But others were mocking and saying, They are full of sweet wine. Now listen what Peter does. But Peter, taking his stand with the eleven, raised his voice and declared to them, Men of Judea and all you who live in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and give heed to my words. For these men are not drunk as you suppose, for this is only the third hour of the day. But this is what was spoken of, get this now, through the prophet Joel. And what Peter is going to do now is he's going to quote from Joel chapter 2, as I got done stating and quoting earlier in the broadcast today, hear it once again. Peter quotes it, verse 17. And it shall be in the last days, God says, that I'll pour forth of my spirit in all mankind, And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men will dream dreams. Even on my bond slaves, both men and women, that will pour in those days forth of my spirit. And so the point that I'm making here is that both Peter and Joel said the same thing that relates to the topic of our message today, which is on dreams. What they both stated, Peter and Joel, is this, that when God's Spirit comes upon us, one of the manifestations and the blessings that will come to us as believers for possessing God's Spirit is that we will dream dreams. Your old men will dream dreams. Now, it's just not old men that dream dreams. Peter is speaking about all classes of people. All peoples will have the experience of being able to prophesy, which is simply to be able to speak by inspiration of the Spirit. I'll talk about that further. We'll be able to see in the Spirit, I'm going to explain that, to see visions, and we will have dreams at night that will come from God that will direct us in life. And I'm going to primarily be focusing in this series on dreams that we have at night. Once again, your old men will dream dreams.
How many of us have read the story in the Bible about the city of Jericho? Last night, I told the story of the children of Israel entering the Promised Land and having to first enter that first city of Jericho, but the walls separated the people from the city. The walls separated them from their inheritance because there's walls, spiritual strongholds of darkness that are preventing us from entering into all that the Lord has for us. And like the children of Israel, you're going to march in to your destiny and your inheritance. One, two, three. such an incredible release of glory and faith and beauty and love. It was the most outstanding experience I've ever had, blowing the shofar, having the people respond, releasing their faith unto God. I mean, it was something that you just wanted to last forever. Is God blessing your life through the teaching of Rabbi Schneider? Why not become a part in sending him around the world as God brings salvation, healing, and deliverance through television and on-the-ground outreaches? Visit rabbipartners.com or call 800-777-7835. As a thank you for your monthly support, Rabbi would like to send you three very special partner-only DVDs. In Pursuit of Him, an intimate view of Rabbi's life journey. It was worth it. The amazing life story of Cynthia Schneider and Crusades Behind the Scenes, a partner-exclusive look as Rabbi ministers around the world. Become a part of what God is doing through discovering the Jewish Jesus. Begin your monthly partnership today. Now, I'm not talking here, just to be very explicit, I'm not talking about having a dream for your life. I'm not talking about someone says, this is my dream. I, I want to go to this place on vacation or my dream job is this. We're not talking about those types of dreams. We're talking about supernatural presentations that come to us in the night by the Holy Spirit when we're sleeping that reveal to us the things of God. Now, before I get heavily into dreams, I want to briefly cover the other two phenomenon that both Peter and Joel mention we will experience because of the spirits being poured out on our life. The three manifestations of the spirit being poured out on our life are prophecy, dreams, and visions, right? Your, your, your young and old will prophesy. They'll speak by inspiration of the spirit. The Hebrew word for prophesy is nabah. And the most elementary definition of this Hebrew word is simply, listen, to speak by inspiration of the Spirit. It doesn't have to be, thus saith the Lord. It doesn't have to be, you know, presented in, in, in such a mysterious way all the time. To be, speak by inspiration of the Lord can be something as profoundly simple as you're driving in your car and suddenly you feel this, inspiration in your heart that you're supposed to reach out and call your mother and just ask her how she's doing. Or you just feel this inspiration in your heart that you're supposed to reach out and call a friend and tell them that you love them or pray for them. Sometimes 
that inspiration is actually coming from the Spirit. So when you simply pick up the phone because you feel inspired to, you dial the number of that person that you felt inspired to call, and you just say, I just felt like inspired to call you. I just want to tell you I love you, want to find out how you're doing, and want to pray for you. That, my friend, is prophecy in the most simple form. You're, you're speaking by inspiration of the Spirit. You're calling somebody. You're saying, I just wanted to reach out, tell you I love you. I was thinking about you. And you did that because the Holy Spirit inspired you to reach out and say that to that person. Now, obviously, there are many different levels of prophecy. Prophecy can get very deep in terms of God giving you information about secrets in somebody's life and knowing those secrets and being able to speak to somebody about secrets in their life. We've heard of those types of things happening, that someone comes to somebody and shares with them something that no one knew about them but the Lord, but God gave them the spirit of prophecy to be able to see that hidden mystery and then to speak to that person about that. And the result is, is that person that has been spoken to realize that God knows them and loves them and their heart is open up to receive God's love and to believe him. In other words, if somebody calls me, let me give you an example of a prophecy that came to me one time. Years ago, when my daughters first started driving, I got panic stricken with fear every time they got in the car. What really set it off was my daughters got in two accidents. One daughter got in an accident, and then she got in another accident a few days later. And those two accidents that happened, one of which could have been very, very serious, really put me in a state of fear whenever they got in the car driving. It got so bad. I was so uh, paralyzed by this fear that literally one day when my daughters went out the door together with my daughter driving. You know, she's a young driver, just starting out 16 years old. I was so afraid for their life, I didn't know what to do. I went to sleep in the middle of the afternoon, which is just so unlike me. In my sleep, I, I, I see myself, I'm dreaming now, but I see myself crying out to the congregation that I pastored at the time. And in my sleep, I'm crying out to my congregation. I said, pray for me. I need you to pray for me. Then I wake up. As soon as I wake up, now this is real life, I'm awake, my phone rings. It's somebody in my congregation. And she says, Rabbi, she left me a voicemail. She called me when I was sleeping. While I was in my sleep, praying, crying out rather, while I was in my sleep, crying out to my congregation, pray for me, I need your prayers. While I'm sleeping, somebody in my congregation in real life calls me leaves me a voice message. She left me the voice message because I didn't answer my phone because I was sleeping. And she says to me, Rabbi, she says, I don't know what's going on, but I want you to know. The Lord just put you right in front of my face. And she said, I'm praying for you. That was prophecy. She knew to pray for me. And then she literally called me and said, Rabbi, I'm praying for you. At the same time, right after probably in my sleep, in my dreams, I was calling out to my congregation, congregation, I need you to pray for me. Speaking by inspiration of the Spirit. That woman called me and spoke to me by the inspiration of the Spirit. And so one of the effects of having God's Spirit poured out on us is that we speak by the inspiration of the Spirit. Sometimes you're speaking by inspiration of the Spirit, you're prophesying, you don't even know it. Again, there are other levels of prophecy. It has to do sometimes with being able to prophesy about the future, but I'm keeping things in a simple form right now. We all prophesy. 
And then we find that the second characteristic or the second benefit and blessing that we experience because God's Spirit has been poured out on us is, listen now, we see visions. And so the scripture says here that your young men shall see visions. Now when we think of seeing visions from God, we think, for example, of Isaiah in Isaiah chapter 6, where he was caught up to see in the spirit world, and he saw the Lord on his throne, and it was so overwhelming to Isaiah that Isaiah fell to the ground and he cried out, woe is me. Or when we think of a vision, for example, we think of some of the visions of Ezekiel, or we think about John in, in, in the book of Revelation, chapter number, uh, where, where he's called up. In, and in chapter 4, he sees the lamb on the throne, and, and he sees the incense in and, and chapters 4 and 5, and all these things going on there. And he's overwhelmed by it. But I want you to know, beloved, most visions that God gives his people are very subtle. They're not visions that blow you over. There are visions that are subtle that if you're not paying attention, you'll miss them. You see, generally God speaks not in an earthquake or a violent fire, but generally he speaks with a gentle wind. And so, for example, you'll see a simple picture in your mind. A picture tells a thousand words. Many years ago, I was leading a prayer meeting and there was a man sitting across from me in the prayer meeting, and all of a sudden, I just saw a simple picture in my mind. It was so gentle. If I wasn't conscious and aware, I would have missed it. And I saw a hammer coming down on this guy's head that was sitting across from me. And I said to him, I said, Barry, I don't know if this means anything, but I just saw a picture in my mind, and the picture in my mind was I saw a hammer coming down on your head. And he said, Rabbi, I just found out today that I was getting sued. A hammer was coming down on his head. So when I said that to him, he knew God must care. God must love me. God is with me in this. He sees what's going on. Because I was able to communicate that to him, he knew that God was fond of him, that God knew exactly what was going on in his life, and God was with him through what he was going through. So prophecy, dreams, and visions. We've talked today a little bit about visions and about prophecy. But what I really want to center on, beloved one, in this series are receiving communication from the Lord through our dreams at night. Whether you know it or not, you're dreaming. I believe that by you sitting under the teaching in this series, God is going to open you up to better receive from him in your sleep. He's gonna knock off your life, what's preventing you from hearing him speak to you in your sleep. And as a result, you're gonna be guided in your life and directed by the Holy Spirit in a greater way. You don't wanna miss this series. Take notes, gather with friends to watch together. This is Rabbi Schneider saying I love you and until next time, Shalom. Beloved, I hope you were blessed and encouraged by today's broadcast. The Bible tells us in the book of 3 John chapter 1, verse 8, that we should financially support the ministries that are feeding us spiritually. And in so doing, John says, we'll become fellow workers with the truth. I want to encourage you. If the Lord is bearing witness with your heart to support us 
Would you just be obedient to Him? The Scripture tells us that everything we sow into the kingdom of God for the purpose of extending God's kingdom in the world is going to come back to us, pressed down, good measure, and running over into our laps. And I also believe that when you financially support us, the Lord's going to open up your heart to receive even more revelation from Him through discovering the Jewish Jesus. Beloved, you and I truly are partners together. Without you, I can't broadcast. I want to thank you for your love and for your financial support. If you feel the Holy Spirit knocking at the door of your heart to make an offering to the Lord to discovering the Jewish Jesus today, just do it, beloved. You'll be blessed. Here's how you can partner with us. Send your tax-deductible gift to Discovering the Jewish Jesus, P.O. Box 777, Blissfield, Michigan, 49228. Donate online at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. Call 1-800-777-7835 or text the keyword RABBI to 45777. To show our appreciation, we'll send you an audio CD and download of Rabbi's Message of the Month and our most recent newsletter. Your gift is bringing salvation, healing, and deliverance to Israel and the world through television, internet, and crusade outreaches. Finally, many of us have been faithful to the Lord with our finances while living. For those of you who like to remember the Lord in your finances when you go to heaven, click Will and Estate Gifts at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. Since the beginning, humanity has longed to understand the true nature of reality. Connecting with our Creator and His supernatural power is the apex of human existence. Saturate your life with His supernatural power and presence. Expecting and experiencing the supernatural can be a regular way of life. In fact, it's how God wants to relate to you. In the book, Experiencing the Supernatural, Rabbi K.A. Schneider will help you discover the many ways you can live a supernatural life step by step. Get your copy of Experiencing the Supernatural today. I'm on the Mount of Olives and I want to close the broadcast today by speaking the blessing that Father God said should be spoken over His people. In the book of Numbers, chapter 6, the Lord told Moses and Aaron, Speak these words over my people, and I will place my name upon them and bless them. Yahweh, 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 Vihunecha Yisa Yahweh Penavelecha Veasem Lecha May Father God, Yahweh, the God of Israel, bless you and keep you. May the Lord make His face shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord your Father lift you up by His countenance. And Father God is going to continue, His beloved child, to give you His peace. Revelation today for a brighter tomorrow. Find Discovering the Jewish Jesus on all your favorite social media outlets and stay up to date on the content you love. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and subscribe on YouTube.
Connecting with discovering the Jewish Jesus has never been easier. God speaks to us through dreams. Next time, Rabbi shares how you can understand dreams from the Lord so that you can walk in a greater alignment with Him. Don't miss this exciting episode.